ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. <laughs> Check this out. Um, on this episode, what I want to talk about is fans, fandom, fanatics. Uh, let me apologize in advance. Uh, if you hear birds chirping, if you hear a car go by, if you hear a bird, I'm excuse me, uh, an airplane in the background, uh, it's because I'm sitting outside. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching on YouTube. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Share it. Um, yeah, it's a nice 75 degree day, overcast here in the city of Atlanta. So I decided to record outside today. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about fans. Um, and so it's not necessarily, this episode is not necessarily about uh, sports, if you will, but just being fans and how some of you, in fact, a lot of you just do too much. Like you, you go way overboard. Um, I guess l- let me let me go to my definitions here to give you the definition of a fanatical, because a lot of you are fanatics about your particular team, about your particular athlete, about your particular rapper. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but a fanatical is defined as someone filled with excessive and single-minded zeal. Filled with excessive and single-minded zeal. Um, I, I came to this episode just because uh, I see a lot of fans and I see a lot of reactions and I see a lot of overreactions on everything um, you know, now having social media readily available at our fingertips, um, you can see and hear just about any and everything when it comes to fans and their fan base and how they feel if their team loses, if their favorite player leaves town and goes to play for another team. Um, all of these things happen. Uh, but the one thing I will say is be logical about your fandom. And I know that's kind of um, counterintuitive, if if you will, because technically if you're a fan, like it said, by definition, if you're a fanatical, you have the single-minded zeal for a particular thing. But I say be logical about your fandom because just because you're a fan doesn't make whatever you're a fan of, the greatest or the the most explosive or whatever the case may be. Case in point, you hear people all the time. You've seen people uh, get online, excuse me, get online and debate about, you know, the greatest rapper of all time. You know, and I mean, it's the GOAT discussions. We've had them on here. We've talked about, you know, LeBron and Jordan, Kobe and all of this other stuff. But I mean, like, you have to be logical about your debate. If you're debating about someone or something being the greatest, 
understand that there's certain biases that we all have. Case in point, like if you're talking about, <clears throat> let's just say rap groups, for instance, um, De La Soul. De La Soul is a, they are an incredible rap group. They're in a rap group that I started listening to um, probably like 88, 89. Um, I love De La Soul. Love their discography. Love the members. Rest in peace, Dave. Um, and then there's a group like Outkast. Outkast here in the city of Atlanta. Started listening listening to them in 1993, 94. Um, huge fan. Again, done episodes on Outkast. Done episodes on De La Soul. I understand that there is a certain level of bias that I have for Outkast. And so if you ask me the difference between how I feel about Outkast and De La Soul, understand that there's a level of bias there because I know that I am slightly biased towards Outkast in everything. And so if you ask me to compare them to De La Soul, wherein there's really not a lot of comparison. I mean, they're both phenomenal groups and it really just depends on who you ask. <laughs> but I'm biased. Case in point, if you ask my man Eclectic, you guys know Eclectic. You guys know Eclectic loves De La Soul. He does. I do too. He's listened to De La Soul probably as long as I have listened to De La Soul. He's not particularly a fan of Outcast. Not a hater, but he's not a fan of Outcast. But he has a certain bias toward De La Soul. And it's okay. But when you're a fan, you have to understand that there are some biases that we all carry. Be aware of those biases. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it's okay. It's okay to be a fan. But be aware that you can be biased. Um, another thing I'd like to convey in this podcast is understand that your fandom doesn't change anybody else's opinion. Let me say that again. Your fandom towards someone else does not change my opinion if it differs from you. If you think that I don't know. Let's just say Patrick Mahomes. If you think that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback or that let's just say he's the best quarterback in the NFL and you happen to be a fan of Patrick Mahomes and you happen to be a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, which whom he plays for, that's cool. But if I say that I don't know, Aaron Rodgers is better. There's nothing that you can do to change my opinion. Your fandom doesn't change my opinion. My opinion is just that, my opinion. And I think sometimes, a lot of times, I'm not going to say sometimes, a lot of times I see people getting into it online and they are constantly, consistently, and systematically trying to change someone's opinion 
because it differs from theirs. Listen, if you think that Lil Wayne is the greatest rapper of all time, hey, man, cool. Cool. That's good for you. You get no beef from me. I might think it's ridiculous. But you get no beef from me. I throw my hands up. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine. But you can't be a fan. I mean, like sometimes people are such fans of these artists or these teams that they let their fandom totally cloud their judgment. And then it becomes, you know, silly. I mean, again, you can't change somebody's opinion just because you yell it loud enough. <laughs> it don't work like that. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It doesn't change anybody's mind. I mean, like, and I'll give you an example. Like, I used to be a fan of a show that comes on ESPN first take. First take, if you're not familiar, Stephen A. Smith, ESPN, uh, gets on there and debates people. Uh, I, I don't watch it, and I haven't watched it in years. I mean, every now and then somebody will put a clip in the group chat, but, you know, it's not something that I consistently, well, it's not something that I even pay attention to. But Stephen A. Smith will get on TV and, He's opinionated and he's paid what 12, 10, 12 million dollars a year, something like that. Paid handsomely to get on TV and voice his sports opinion or his opinions about anything. Um, <laughs> in fact, a couple of months ago, uh, <laughs> I remember Stephen A. Smith made a comment about uh, Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performance. And he said, while it was great, it was phenomenal, it was incredible. He gave her all the kudos. He said, you know, her pre her performance wasn't touching Beyonce's performance. And man, listen, <laughs> everybody, all of the fans, all of the Beehive came out of the woodwork, and they were trying to cancel Stephen A. And it was all in his mentions and everything. And it's his opinion. But the fans, the Beyonce fans, the Beehive, whatever you want to call them. Man, they were on social media, of course. They were coming for Stephen A. Now, social media, you know, it's not really a real place. Twitter's not a real place. Hello? <laughs> so I don't think there was anybody threatening to beat Stephen A up. I don't think anybody was running up in the ESPN studios in New York City in the Seaport District to, to, to catch a fade with Stephen A. But... The fans were just downright ridiculous with some of their responses and some of the outrage, as I put in quotation marks. I remember one time um, we were on Twitter one day. This was years ago. And I, I can't even remember what the discussion was, but somebody had retweeted a song or a performance or something into my mentions and it was a song by by a lady by the name of k michelle um 
I'll be honest, at the time, I didn't really know who K. Michelle was. But the 30-second link of the song they tweeted into my timeline, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is not good. It's like, she can't sing. <laughs> Man, why did I do that? Somebody retweeted it. And then all of a sudden, I started getting all of these tweets from people who didn't follow me and I didn't follow. And they were like talking about, I don't know anything about singers and this and that. And you got a podcast. How do you know? And it's, I'm like, I don't know y'all. Why y'all coming at me? <laughs> I'm just a radio guy. <laughs> but I mean, I blocked them or whatever like that, but it was just funny to me. And it just showed me something that was early in the stages of this fandom that we see online that some people out of their damn mind because K. Michelle don't know me from a can of paint. And at that particular time, I ain't know K. Michelle from a can of paint. I mean, honestly, K. Michelle probably could walk into my yard right now with a K. Michelle jersey on and I probably wouldn't know who she was. I'm being honest. I don't know. I don't follow her. I don't know what she looks like. I'd have to Google her. Um, but her fans really <laughs> so-called launched an attack on me, I guess, that day. It was funny to me. I mean, my timeline was lit up. And I've seen similar situations happen to a larger degree with um, the Beehive and that's Beyonce's uh, fans or stands, if you will, and the Barbs. Oh, my God. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. The Barbs. That's her excuse me, legion of fans. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with that. I'm not with that. You can be a fan, but don't be a fanatic. Don't be overzealous about a team or an artist or something that don't give a damn about you or even merely knows that you exist. It's funny because <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna share this story anyway. Um, I have a, a an associate, let's say. Me and this associate, we used to be we used to be pretty cool. Something happened, I don't know. We just stopped talking or whatever. <laughs> and this particular associate, uh, so we stopped talking, we stopped following each other on social media. Um, but she's pretty popular. And um she's a fan of uh Dallas Cowboys. And she would always like tweet about the Cowboys or whatever like that. And the Cowboys had this receiver by the name of Des Bryant. And Des Bryant was saying something on Twitter one day. And she would always tweet him. And he, to my knowledge, he never tweeted her back or anything like that. And he said something controversial or whatever like that on Twitter one day. And, you know, even when she was giving him praise when he was playing and everything, he never responded to any of her tweets. And the one day she said, Des, you need to take this tweet down because you're doing this, 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 and that. <laughs> he told her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my God, this was hilarious. But this was a classic case of a fan being a fan. Like you don't, I, you don't tweet these people. These people don't know you. These athletes don't know you. Yeah, you root for the team and you you root for them and you buy their jerseys. And, I, and I'm gonna talk on I'm gonna talk about that in just a second. But no, nah, I mean, like you going to bat, you going hard for them, 
and they don't care. They don't, again, they don't know that you exist. They see your tweets, but they're not responding to you. And the one time that she wanted somebody, she wanted Des Bryant to respond, he told her to shut the fuck up. Man, when I saw that tweet, I could not, I was on the floor crying. I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, you can be a fan, but don't be a fanatic. Don't be overzealous. Don't be single-minded in your zeal for a particular artist or a particular team. Um, and don't do nothing stupid. Like, there are some fans who are known for doing stupid shit. And what I mean by doing stupid shit, I mean, like, getting into fights, stuff like that. Like, the L.A. Dodgers, San Francisco Giants, baseball fans, notorious for getting into fights. <clears throat> and usually their fights, <laughs> usually their fights are with each other. Um, but yeah, if you're a Dodgers fan, I wouldn't dare go to a San Francisco Giants game, you know, with, with the Dodgers jersey on or something like that. I mean, fights always break out. Um, who's got fans, fans, who was, there's some teams that are notorious for having rowdy fans, the Raiders, shout out to Baylor, um, the Rams, the 49ers, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, man. Crazy fans. Um, Boston Red Sox, Red Sox, um, the Giants, Dodgers, just to name a few. But I mean, like, when it's getting to the point where you're fighting in the stands and you're getting thrown out of stadiums and you're getting arrested, it ain't worth it. It's just not. I mean, like, if I'm going to a game, I'm going to a game to see the game. I'm not going there to, you know, be fighting and stuff with somebody. I mean, I'm grown. Like, what I look like going to a game on Sunday now I get arrested. Now I'm in jail for the next two days. No, man. Come on, man. Let's have some sense. It's not that serious. The players are the players are on the court or on the field or on the ice or on the diamond, and they're competing, but it ain't even that serious to them. And you in the stands fighting? Come on, man. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm going to let you in on a little, little secret. These celebrities, entertainers, athletes, they don't care as much as you think they do. A lot of them don't care at all about what you think. Um, when a team plays a football game, two teams play a football game, it's a hard-fought game. They battled. One team lost as the other team kicked the game-winning field goal. Players, you know, shake hands. Some of them pray together after the game. Some of them pose for pictures. Some of them, <laughs> some of them swap jerseys, which is a whole nother subject within and of itself. Um, but they process the loss differently. They move on. There's a cool off period. They shower, some of them. <laughs> they get dressed. They talk to the media. They meet with their families and then they go then they go home. It's that simple. 
a lot of players aren't devastated when they lose a game. They're just not. As fans, the fans a lot of times are furious. You know, but the players, they process it differently. They don't carry that weight of a loss with them like that. It's because they've been taught and trained to compartmentalize how you move forward. You know, and even the wins, some of them, when they win, they celebrate, but it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's really depending on the sport, obviously, because football is a sport. Like I would use football as an example. You only have a select amount of games. So you have the fewest amount of games. So the attachment to winning and losing is comparatively different from the other sports because you have a very small sample size. So no, you can't, if you, let's say in football, if you lose 10 games, if you lose 10 games, your season's done. Where in basketball, there's 82 games in the season. If you lose 10 games and you win 72, you had a pretty damn good season. <laughs> in fact, you had a great season. But and baseball is 162 games. So if you lose 10 games, you ain't tripping at all. <laughs> You've had a phenomenal season. But players don't care as much as you think they do or as much as you think they should do. Most players don't carry the loss with them when they lose. They just don't. You know, <clears throat> they're bummed out about it maybe for a little while. But once they get around their family and their friends, you know, no. I mean, like, I, I remember <laughs> it was a couple of years ago. Somebody lost, like, in the NBA Finals, and they were out partying the same night with the team to beat them. I mean, like, that's not something I would do, but there's a different day. These these guys don't hang on to losses like that. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, and I, and I will say, I, I mean, I played on a much smaller level, played in college. South Carolina State University is historically black college university located in Orangeburg, South Carolina. We played what 11 games a year. So yeah, when we lost, no, I took that shit personal. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to hang out. I didn't want to kick it with my teammates. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to be in a room and just chill by myself. I didn't really want to talk to too many people. I mean, like, I, and, we, and fortunately for us, we didn't lose a lot. <laughs> we were pretty damn good the whole time I was at South Carolina state. So given the fact that we didn't lose a lot, you know, I didn't have to deal with losing, but no, a lot of people take it per. I mean, guys don't really take it personal and, and ladies too don't really take it personal like that. And they don't carry those losses with you. So as a fan, you're mad because your guy missed or your lady missed the game winning shot. But once they missed that game when it's shot and they've gone to the locker room and had a chance to process it, they ain't really tripping. So why are you tripping? Because you're a fan. And it's not that serious to them. Again, like I said at the beginning, players, celebrities, entertainers, they don't care as much as you think they do. <clears throat> and a lot of times, they don't care as much as you probably would like them to. Not saying that they don't care at all, but they don't care as much as you think they do or think that they should do. Um, you know, and if we're being honest, 
and I've said this before on the podcast, and it's worth repeating. As a fan, you really don't care about the player. You don't. And it's always troubling to hear fans talk about the elephant in the room. Money, right? Because they speak as if the money is theirs. Oh, well, we just gave this guy a $50 million contract. We? Huh? <laughs> uh, sir, you are not employed by the New York Knicks. <laughs> you are not the Milwaukee Brewers. You are not the Seattle Seahawks. What do you mean we? You didn't give them nothing. And here's the thing. Fans will always talk about somebody's contract. Oh, he's not living up to that contract. You know, we paid him 50 million this year, so <laughs> he better do something. Really? Ask yourself, are you living up to your $50,000 salary? Or are you living up to your $75,000 salary, your $100,000 salary, your $200,000 salary? I mean, the reality is, is, you know, your job is probably getting about as much from you as you're going to give them. You ain't going to give them no more. If they told you 75000 is all we're going to pay you, you're not going to make a dime more nor a dime less. You're going to give them $75,000 worth of work. That's it. You ain't going above and beyond. <laughs> you don't care about that job like that. What makes you think athletes don't feel the same way? They're going to get what they're going to get. And then sometimes athletes are just doing the best that they can. But because we know how much they make, you know, there's a certain level of expectation. And rightfully so, yeah. I mean, if you got a $100 million contract, people are going to expect you to perform. <laughs> I mean, that that's pretty simple. But on the flip side, you know, it's not your money. So don't be on Twitter talking about we gave him $200 million. You didn't give him shit. His employer did. You just happened to root for the employer. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, and the thing that bothers me too is hearing uh, fans, oh, well, he should take a pay cut. Huh? Say what? Man, you know how much eggs cost these days? <laughs> you know how much gas is? Who in their right mind is taking a pay cut doing anything? You ain't taking a pay cut from Walmart. Why you want him to take a pay cut? You ain't taking a pay cut from your job at the, at the newspaper. Why do you want him to take a pay cut? Why do you want her to take a pay cut? You want them to take a pay cut because you want the team to fit in some type of salary cap, if you will. And that's fine. But no, the object is I do this service and you pay me for my service. That's business one-on-one. I don't care if you work at the paper mill. I don't care if you work at IBM. I don't care if you work for the New York Jets. You pay me for what I do. But no, it ain't your money, Mr. Joe Fan. It's not your money. And fans kill me with that, you know, 
we're paying this guy this much, this amount of money. He should be doing this. No, it don't work like that. You're not paying him anything. The team is. You just happen to root for the team. And lastly, I've said it before in this podcast, and I'll say it again, and it's worth repeating a thousand times. Fans care about the name on the front of the jersey, not the back. Fans care about the name on the front of the jersey, not the back. Always have, always will. We watch football every Sunday. I love football. It's my first love. But you're not being honest with yourself if you think that you really and truly care about these men that go out there and run into each other at full speed for 60 straight minutes. 60 minutes of a car crash every 30 seconds. You're kidding yourself if you think that you really, really care about their health, their wealth, and their their well-being. You don't. You don't. Because you know what? The way that the system works is those players are churned out each and every year. And every year there's going to be a new crop of players that come into the league and there's going to be a new crop of players that go out of the league. And I've often said, like, nobody really retires from football. Like, you retire when your phone stops ringing. That's when you retire. Yeah, so there's some guys, you know, you know, get a chance to – sign a 10-day kind of a one-day contract and come back and be, you know, on the team for a day or whatever. But for the most part, no. Most players don't retire. Phone just stops ringing. And that's the sad truth. And I mean, that goes in a lot of sports, not just football. But again, I think we care about the team, not the player. Nobody cares that You played for this team for five years. You made some money, a good bit of money. Maybe it's not a maybe it's not a lot to live off for the rest of your life, but you got a good start on life. Got a better start than most people, right? But the flip side of it is that you've risked your health in the process. And those 70,000 people in that stands, they don't care about you waking up with headaches. They don't care about you suffering from post-concussion, post-concussion syndrome. They don't care about, you know, the need that you have to pop back into place just to get out of bed. They don't care. They don't care about the divorce that happens after you stop playing ball because now you're with your wife all the time. And you realize you have nothing in common and you can't stand each other. They don't care about you going broke. They don't. All they care about is can you help their team win? And I'll be honest, I'm guilty as charged. We don't care. I think the thing is, I've made peace with the fact that I don't care and I've understood that no i root for teams and that's it but no i I mean as a human yeah i do care i want to see people okay but i also understand too that you know these guys signed up to play this sport and they signed up for this money and they signed up for everything that comes with it and there's a lot that comes with it but on the flip side is you know some of them won't be okay when it's all said and done 
as a human being, I'm concerned about that part of it. But no, I'm not my my favorite running back from 1992. I don't I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how he is mental health wise. I don't know how he is financially. But I know about that team. And I think as fans, you got to stop kidding yourself and then thinking that you care about these players. You really don't. What you should be caring about is cheering for them, uplifting them, supporting them while they're doing what they're doing. And leave it at that. Same goes for basketball, baseball, hockey, track, whatever. You're not as invested in the players as you think you are. You're not. You're just a fan. You care about the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. And when you're a fan, you can't lose sight of that. And I'm here to help remind you that that's how you feel. And it's okay. But if you're going to be a fan, don't, don't do something. Don't do stupid stuff. Don't be out here fighting. Don't be out here getting online, arguing with people about who's this or who's that. Because at the end of the day, you're a fan. A nameless, faceless fan. That's going to do it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. We have bonus episodes that from time to time, drop on Sundays at midnight. Uh, if you feel so inclined, hit us up. Put a little money in the pocket. Cash app, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E on Cash App if you would like to fo- support uh, the 12 Kyle podcast financially. Again, that's going to do it for me. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5G.